Good morning. We talk about all things. That's what we're going to try to do here on this podcast on Saturday, uh, which was the day we're going to normally do this podcast, I believe, sharing a cup of coffee in the morning time and just taking a look back at the week and trying to recap some of the news items that happened during the week and maybe look ahead to some other things, too. You know, maybe it'll be a slow week in news, Tim, and we'll just end up having to look ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, work sucks for most people myself included and you know there are things we miss during the week and you know they're, they're, it's a good time it's a good opportunity to wake up saturday morning you know you sleep in a little bit get yourself you order yourself a nice cup of coffee maybe a bagel get the paper and just you know oh my god what did i miss this week what can we talk about yep and that is tim fitzgerald at run from dolan over on twitter if you want to give him a follow you can follow me as well at loafing it don't forget to follow the show at fi today with a little underscore if you're listening for the first time we appreciate it thank you very much don't forget to check out all the other shows that are listed here on the fantasy impact today network uh and subscribe to the podcast that way the little bell will go off and leave a comment if you can all those things they're important to whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on i i, I try to find them i try to read those comments and be able to comment back on them if you so happen to leave one. Hey, Tim, uh, this week, uh, well, I guess back it all the way up to when the last time we talked, we talked a lot about the Kyrie Irving possibility of him getting moved or traded. And I think it was that night or maybe the next day, bam, all of a sudden it happened and Kyrie was gone, man. Yeah, I don't know if you saw me, uh, Wes. I, I kind of I went off on Twitter. I kind of put my new Twitter to good use. I had, um, <clears throat> I you know, how I think the Brooklyn Nets – just secured themselves a great future. Sean Marks deserves executive of the year, just strictly how he worked the KD and the Kyrie trade. Um, I I was really surprised. I have some good friends, shout out Jose, of who, you know, they're, they're diehard Nets fans who were disheveled when they traded Kyrie. Like, oh my God, is KD going to want to stay? What's going to want to happen with this? And then, you know, and then they trade, they trade Kyrie, they get, you know they get an okay haul. I mean, they get some late, they get some late, late draft picks in you know 2027, 2029, which is you know ridiculous to think about. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is kind of just like slapping a putting some lipstick on a pig. But then out of nowhere, I was with I was with my good friend on uh, on Wednesday or, or early Thursday morning. I get back to my house after leaving him, and I get an alert from Bleacher Report. KD's been traded to the Phoenix Suns, and then I'm like, oh my God, what did they get? They, that's a king's ransom. They go, they get, they get four first round picks. They get a pick swap. They get two great young up and coming players. They, you know, they 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 dump KD's salary, which I believe is about fifty million a year for the next four or five years. Like Sean Marks was able to pull was able to pull off a ridiculous reset that I think will really set the the nets up long term. Oh, you're absolutely right. So they traded KD, of course, uh, Kyrie Irving as well. But KD, the big one there, to the Phoenix Suns for Mikel Bridges, yeah. Cam Johnson, and four unprotected first-round picks. But you know, and I, I, the big, I, the biggest thing that is also the, the first-round pick swap too. They, so it's yeah. basically it's basically five picks, whichever one's better in that trade. Yeah, it's, and it's crazy. But here's the thing with KD. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I understand why you want out of. Phoenix or out of uh, Brooklyn so bad. I, I get it now. You know, you don't want to rebuild all those things. He's toward the tail end of his career. 
but you're going to play with Chris Paul. I, if I remember right, I don't think that's very good for a playoff success and definitely not for title success either. So I don't I don't know what KD was thinking. He sure wasn't latching uh, uh, on to a Stephon Curry or Steph Curry or you know all any of those players for the Golden State Warriors. He wasn't doing that, so I don't know what he's doing this time. So I, I think the bigger thing of it, not necessarily Chris Paul, because as you know, I'm, I'm a gambler. We, we've talked about this. Chris Paul has really, I don't want to say taking a step back, but he's not, he's not the dynamic force. He's not the, he's not the person who the Suns are running their, their offense through or their defense through, you know, the, you know Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and, and now, and now Kevin Durant. Those I think are the big three with Chris Paul being more of a supporting, uh, a supporting character, if you will. Um, you know, it, it's, it was really interesting from what, uh, from what was being reported, um, you know, the, Katie didn't really even try to want to say he wanted to stay after they got rid of Kyrie. He kind of went into Sean Marks is like, I want to go to Phoenix. And Sean Marks was able to accommodate him, which, you know, I guess it's a good thing. You know, they kept the business, they kept the business wise. But I would have been interested to see what what they could have pulled off in Brooklyn because they have two great players. Again, I was going off on Twitter this week. Cam Thomas and Nick Claxton, I think yeah. their ability, their ability and their games this week, I think they gave Sean Marks the okay. We have something here. We can build around these two guys, and let let's see where this goes. And I think that gave them the confidence that they were they were truly amazing this week. Cam Thomas, the first player, or I'm sorry, the youngest player to have three consecutive 40 point games. Nick Claxton just eating rebounds, like averaging 12 over 12 uh, rebounds a game this week. It, it, it was truly amazing to see with a team that was dealing with such adversity. And they still have Joe Harris as well. No, that's uh, yeah, that's just a caveat there. No big deal. Hey, uh, so one of the things I did like about the owner of the Brooklyn Nets is he 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 said, "I don't care where you trade Kyrie." If I if I remember this right, this is from Bleacher Report, I believe. I don't remember. I, I, well, I I don't care where you trade Kyrie Irving as long as it's not to the Los Angeles Lakers because that's where he wants to go. <laughs> And I, I, I'm sorry, I'm old school guy. I, I I understand the sentiment this this generation of being able to have your cake and eat it too. But I'm not from that generation. I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the fact. I I like that the owner took a stand and made uh you know just 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 made a stand about where he what he wanted and he did not want Kyrie to get his way that time. I enjoyed that. He he wanted Kyrie on the first thing flying out of Brooklyn, and I, and I can definitely appreciate that. You know, Kyrie, I think it's very telling. I saw this thing. I saw this line earlier in the week, where you know he was in he was in Cleveland. They gave him the keys to the castle. LeBron yeah. came back. He says, "I'm not going to leave." He requests a trade to, to Boston. First time in Boston. I hope you guys will have me and re-sign me in a couple years. He leaves and goes to the Brooklyn Nets. I finally found my home. I don't want to leave. Now he's in Dallas. I, you know, I, I, Kyrie clearly has something in his head. I don't think anybody ever questions his work ethic. I think he does work very hard. But at, at a certain point, as a human, not necessarily just a businessman, he he just wore everybody down to the point that Joe Sy was like, you know, just 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 get him out. I don't I don't care where he wants to go. We're not sending you to LA because this that was your intended that was your intended goal of this operation. So I'm not going to reward you for bad behavior, but I will get rid of you and see what I can get for you. 
and and you know that's that's okay. Um, Tim, I don't. I don't what, what do you? There's a lot of rustling going on. Are you raking leaves right now? No, I'm actually on a beanbag chair. I do oh. apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, it is my. It is my uh, it is my podcasting chair. I do we, apologize. We know we know when you move around. I was going, what is that noise? I didn't know what that noise was, and now it's a beanbag chair. Okay, I, I, a quick story. When I was in kindergarten, and yes, I is this is true. This is not a made up story. When I was in mm-hmm. kindergarten, I was left home alone for some period of time, not for days or anything, just for a little time. I don't know what they did. Went to the store or something. And when they came back, I thought I had covered it up pretty well, but I had got I I had went into the refrigerator because that's where my stepdad carry uh, held his cigarettes that's where he that's where he that's where he put his cigarettes and i got mm. into the refrigerator and i remember this explicitly it was pretty cool when i was doing it i i snuck out a um marble red i think it was or just the marble the one the one red box i lit it on fire i i imagine i was smoking it a little bit or pretending to smoke it but one of the things <laughs> i noticed was that if you took a lit cigarette to the beanbag chair that i had it would put a hole in it Right. So yeah, I was melting I was melting little holes in the beanbag chair and then I would jump up on it and then there were all these little white beans just zoom or just little white sterile flower. When they came back, they they noticed the quite the mess. I thought I had cleaned it up, but you know a little kindergartner's not gonna be able to clean all that up. Hey, uh, regardless right. of that, a pretty good move for the Brooklyn Nets. I think that they did win it, solidified some playoff contention, of course, because everybody makes the playoffs in the NBA now for the Brooklyn Nets. So that's a real good one. Uh, the Lakers one also got kind of heated this week a little bit. D'Angelo Russell, he went that he went back to L.A. They got Malik Beasley, which is kind of complicated because I believe Scottie Pippen Jr.'s he, he's he's playing on the team, and Malik Beasley he's going to have something to say about that. Yeah, he's dating his mom. I. I <laughs> No, no. So now, uh, now Michael Jordan's son is dating his his mom. They, uh, Mike, uh, Mikael Bridges used to date his mom. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I I don't know how that works. Mo Bamba is also on that team. Mo Bamba is a pretty good fantasy player, anyway. I know he averages a little bit over a point per minute whenever he's playing. So I think the 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 biggest thing for him was that he just never had a lot of run. I never had a lot of opportunity. So I think that that'll be there possibly, you know, how many times Antonio Davis and all those guys like to milk out the regular season and not play necessarily every night. So that's, a, it seems like a win, win, win for them, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this was a big week for the Lakers. I mean, yeah, you had LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have my own reservations about LeBron, but I think it's a, it's a tremendous accomplishment. Um, you know, and then I think one of the biggest things that, that I don't want to say this lit, this set it off, but allegedly during the halftime of the game that LeBron broke his, uh, broke the record, they were talking, or no, I'm sorry, Russell, Russell Westbrook had, I don't want to say an altercation, but he had a very strong disagreement with, uh, the head coach for the Lakers. I'm, I'm sorry, I forget his name. Uh, Ham. DeMar, De- yeah, DeMar Ham. Yeah, yeah, Ham yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he um, he they they had a they had a short they had a big altercation and you know that they were quick to put out a report saying oh no you know it was just two it was just two guys who were working you know nothing nothing more to it we can leave it alone um but the next day Russ again he was on the first flying thing out of there and they got they got quite a haul for him um you know they got I was very surprised they traded Pat Beverly just strictly from the fact that Pat Beverly is just you know every team needs a dog and Pat Beverly is that dog he is truly one of the great the, he his work ethic is second to 
really nobody. So I was surprised they, they parted with him. Yeah, I don't know if they, they fit in. I don't know if they fit in with him with with that playing style or something because I play a lot of DFS. I like the NBA DFS. So when I get down to Pat Beverly and I remember playing him uh, earlier this year, I say earlier, it's probably just about six, four, four weeks ago. Whenever I really started getting back into NBA DFS, I'm like, oh man, Pat Beverly is cheap. I got me some Pat Beverly tonight. That was a big mistake. And then I started looking at his stats a little bit more, and I was going, well, he's just, he's not the same there in LA as he was in Minnesota or anywhere else that he's been, really. So I, I don't know, Tim. I, mm-hmm. He just didn't fit in with that group, I don't think. Um, I, I, I tend to disagree with you. I mean, I, I think he, he, you know, again, this is, you know, believe half of what you see and nothing of what you hear. He, you know, he seemed like he had a good rapport. Um, but I, I agree that the Lakers needed to get younger. That was one thing that they needed to do. Okay. And, um, you know, and, and I will say the Lakers are doing right by him. They, you know, they traded him to, um, Orlando and Orlando kind of was like, look, we're not going anywhere. We're willing to buy you out to give, you know, he's, he's an, he's an, he's a veteran. I believe he's in his early thirties and they're going to, and they're said, look, we'll buy you out and you can go wherever you want to a playoff team. And, um, I think that's them doing right by him. Um, I'm interested to see if Russ gets bought out by Utah. Um, it, 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 it's, it was, it's really an interesting, it, it's really, it's really an interesting time now. Cause you know, trade, trade deadlines over the buyout market is, is expected to be higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really want to see if, you know, I, you know, the, the old saying that I won't say the full of it, hit, um, you know, th- they're trying to throw whatever it is to the window and see what sticks. And I, don't necessarily know that the Lakers are gonna. I don't know that these trades are gonna in midseason are gonna put everything together. I really don't. I really, I want to see. I'm interested to see what happens with that. Yeah, I think their their odds of winning the championship went up like two two percent or something. <laughs> it wasn't very high. Right. Uh, as the Raptors got Jacob, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Palto. 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 How do you say it? You know, <laughs> I have no, I have no idea myself, but I know, yeah, yeah. I know that big center from to. the San Antonio Spurs. So that's going to free up, I yeah. think, Zach Collins for the for the Spurs. He's going to be able to play a lot more, and he's a great fantasy yeah. player. Uh, anyway, by that regard, that's really an interesting trade to be though over to Toronto. I didn't know that they were missing a big fella because they have a bunch of big fellas down there on their block. And I don't know that they got rid of anybody. I know they got uh, Saikim. Sy- Sy- Is that how you say his name? Siakam. Siakam. They got uh, a Precious. A Shootaway. Is that, I, I'm totally. And look, I'm not looking at names. I'm going off of memories. And I'm mix all those letters <laughs> up. They got, But they got Precious. They got uh, Scotty Barnes. They got they got so many players there already. I guess they got Big Jake now, too, down low. Is, that's, a, that's a good pickup for them, I believe. He He's he's solid defender. The, Toronto is very interesting. You know, you heard them. They're ready to tra- they were ready to clean house. They were ready to really do anything to get younger. And um, you know, th- they got a good young big man. I'm, I'm very interested to see that. But they're they're kind of like a team that lives behind a curtain. You know, they they you know they're in, they're in Canada, so they're not readily available to everybody. But they could they can make things very interesting. I mean. You know, the Boston Celtics are really running the East right now, but I really want to see if Toronto can make this run. Fred Van Lee, they know he knows how to win. Pascal Siakam, he knows how to win. Toronto is very interesting to me because we really don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, I do think they got better with this trade, and I really want to see how they can put it together. I agree. Gary Trent, he's 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 good too. They they got offense there. They got defense now. That let's see how they run it through the rest of the. The uh, NBA Clippers. I didn't realize I the first time I'm seeing this one. The Clippers, 
moving on from Luke yeah. Kennard, Reggie Jackson, John Wall, to Eric Gordon. He's finally, what, he's finally out of Houston now? Finally, all these years, yeah. he's waiting to get traded. Mason Plumley, all right, big fella down there. And Bones Highland, yeah. who's a super scorer. And now it's rumored that Russell Westbrook, if he does get bought out by Utah, will be on the first train to the Clipperland. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Paul George and and Russell, they played together in OKC. They made a good they made a good run at it. Um, OKC then decided to blow everything up, similar to what the Nets did. Um, I I think that Russell what Russell Westbrook bringing the ball down and having you know having Paul George and having Kawhi Leonard right there to have at his disposal. I think not only would it be great basketball, I really think LeBron would be pulling what little of his hair he has left out. To watching that being like, oh my god, this is such a great team. Um, I re- I really want to see where that goes. The Lakers, um, I'm sorry, the the Clippers. Ever since they got Kawhi Leonard, have really been able to compete with the Lakers in terms of in, in terms of spotlight and shine and you know who owns LA. I I really want to see that. I think Russell Westbrook again. It, it's been very. It, it's a. I think the Jazz will accommodate him as they need. The GM of the Jazz has come out saying. Hey, Russ isn't exactly you know interested in a buyout. He's interested to see what we can do here. Um, I think push comes to shove. I think Russ does get bought out because the Utah Jazz again they're not going anywhere this year. Um, I really, again, I think Russell Westbrook going back to LA where he's from, uh, going to the going to the Clippers where again he has chemistry with some of the guys. I think that makes the West even more interesting. It's kind of he's he's an interesting character as well, kind of like Kyrie as far as I'm concerned to some degree. Russ needs the ball in his hand a lot. And so Utah might be a great fit for him because of the talent level that's there. If he goes to the Clippers, that's not necessarily going to be there. I know that that's one of the reasons why in L.A. they they moved him to sixth man this year was just so he could be in charge of an offense. You know what I mean? Like, And I don't know that going to the Clippers is necessarily going to help that succeed because he would have to share the ball with so many different players there. And, and listen, Bones Highland, he had, he had, he had his own issues. Right, not getting the playing time and everything. So there's a, there's a lot of miles to feed in, in Clipperland. I don't know if Russ would be a great fit there at all. I just I just don't know. I, it, it's something that's very interesting to see. Did, did something just change my audio? Because I don't know if something hey. just changed. I don't know what. You're good. Am I okay? Cool. Well, sorry about that. I don't I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, no. Oh, Russ, I think is Russ is in a spot where he can go anywhere. And I think he can make it interesting, but I agree with you that he did take a little bit of a step back this year. But it also could have been his, it also could have been his surroundings. It could have also been just a team he was with and what they needed him to do. Okay, uh, Atlanta got Sad- Sadiq Bay. Is that right? The guy from Detroit. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, I be- they did they did make a big splash. I don't necessarily remember uh, with who. Um, I do what? know that they were listed as a winner in free agency. He based yeah. on the moves that they did, they created some cap space uh, to go, to possibly go into the buyout market. Um, it was it, it was very interesting for five second round picks. I guess second round picks aren't that valuable anymore. I, I don't know about that. Uh, John Collins, maybe that'll make him happy because he has been terrible this year, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Dallas, Dallas. So they got Kyrie to pair up with Luca, right? And Spencer Dinwiddie over to Brooklyn. Look, can I can I just say this? I don't think. And I know Kyrie Irving's a great ball player. Don't don't get me wrong. I've been amazed at how he can score basketball. I, I've been amazed at what he's been able to do on the basketball. 
But I've I've watched Spencer Din Dinwiddie or Din Whittle. Is it Din Whittle? Dinwiddie. Din Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah. Say say my name right. Uh Dinwiddie and he when when Spencer Dinwiddie has a chance to play, he can make buckets too, just like Kyrie does. Neither one mm-hmm. of them are gonna tear you up on on the defensive side of things. Neither one of you are neither one of them are gonna be great rebounders and stuff. I think Spencer is probably a little bit taller, probably can do that a little bit more effectively, but both of them can get the ball in the hoop. And I'm not saying Spencer is as good as Kyrie, because Kyrie's legendary at this point and his ball handling skills are fantastic. But I mean, there it's a, there's a little on the court, off the court trade-off that you got to do as well and Spencer sure seems like more of a a team player than Kyrie does all the way from the front office down I I think that with Kyrie he brings a level of the circus like the circus is coming to town like do you remember like you remember like growing up like oh the the circus is in town or oh this show is in town someone it almost brings like a it, it puts it puts an unnecessarily bright spotlight on a team. Now this is the NBA. The lights are on regardless, and, and I understand that. I respect that. But with everything that Kyrie does, you know, while he can go off for twenty eight, eighteen, you know, twenty eight, seven, and and uh, and ten, you know, he he can he can push a stat line. He can make great things. The first question I ask him when he comes off the court is, you know, why did you do X or what was your what was your thinking behind Y? Something that he did off the court and. I, you know, his talent is, I think, the reason why he's still in this league. Everything that he's, everything that he brings with him, you know, is kind of outshined by what he does off the court. I mean, he's been, he's been in trouble with the Nets. He's, he, he was, uh, he wasn't with the, he wasn't with the Celtics at the end of his run there because he had some, you know, he, he had some type of, you know, incident off the court. I just, I, I think, you know the the optics of it. If you take the emotion out of it, putting Kyrie in the same backfield as Luke, uh, same backfield, uh, same backcourt as Luca, I think is very interesting because you have two of the best scoring guards, off, you know, off the pass that that there are in the league. I think you probably have the best backcourt in the league with it. But again, it's all it's all good. It's all good and fun until Kyrie does uh, until Kyrie does that one thing off the court, regardless of what it is that you have reporters in the locker room asking you saying, why did, why did you do, why did you do this? Or what was your thinking behind that? And then he gives the answer of, you know, man, I'm a person. I, I'm a this, I'm a that. No one's saying you're not, but there's a way to conduct yourself as a superstar, which I just, I don't think he's done in a very long time. I, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what's changed. The one thing that he's going to do, I guess, over Spencer Dinwiddie, whenever I think about it, is that he's going to get the other players active and involved. They did score nearly, what, 75, 80 points in the first half last 74 night? 74 points. They set the record for the season. <laughs> Without Luka in the offense. And both of those guys need the ball in the hand, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out a little bit. So Dallas seems to be a big winner, and I think maybe everybody's going to be active and involved there in that whole offense. Maybe that will be a little bit better of a move. What? Let's see, Portland, what did they do? Portland got rid of Josh Hart, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry, no. Port, Portland robbed the New York Knicks, my team. They robbed the New York Knicks, and they, gave, and they left us Josh Hart. Josh Hart, Cam Reddish, Thibel, Thibel, Matisse Thibel. He's a defensive specialist from Philadelphia. Oh yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I remember when he was with Philadelphia, and I he, he 
you know, exploded onto the scene a little bit there for about three or four games. Kevin Knox, which who was a big waste of talent, it feels like. I don't know in the New York roster or not. I know whenever he played with Kentucky, I was like, hey, he, he could do it at the next level. But I don't know what happened whenever he went to New York. But nothing happened there in New York. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it, yeah, just Josh Hart for those three guys. I guess that leaves space for somebody. I don't know. I don't know. I think the, the the idea for trading for Josh Hart was that he played with Jalen Brunson when they were both at Villanova, and um, yeah. I, I think I, I think I think pairing. Oh, you're not a big Villanova fan, there was. No, I just I, you know I'm, I'm going okay. So we're going to pair Josh Hart up with with you know I, I get it. I I understand I, Brunson, but I mean come on, it's Jalen Brunson, it's Josh Hart. What are we going to do? I, I I agree with you. I think the the biggest thing for me that made me really want to pull my hair out was we gave up a first round pick for this guy. And and Josh Hart, he's he's a good player. He's a good mid level player. He'll never lead a team, but he'll be he'll be a good supporting cast. And I just I don't I don't see it. I I I don't see. I, I feel like Portland got more of the value than we did with it. Hit and it really. It, it really makes me, you know, realize that, you know, the Knicks, they'll, they'll love you. They'll love you. They'll they'll tell you they love you. And then they'll do something stupid like this and you'll be like, oh, my God. And, but then you realize just the Knicks being the Knicks. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Detroit ended up getting James Wiseman. And I, when I saw that move, I was like, what in the world did they do that for? And, you know, they got rid of Sadiq B. Sadiq uh, Bay. I've got to butcher out, man, these names. <laughs> Whatever happened to Larry Bird? Well, that was really easy to, to pronounce. You know, Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's the Magic Johnson. It sounded kind of funny, got rolling off your tongue. But I mean, all these players are coming from overseas and everything nowadays. It's it's really strange. But putting him in that front court with they already got Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley. It's how many people are you gonna put down there in the in the low box with James? So Wright? Wes, have you have you seen that that trade might be voided? Have oh, you have you seen the news no. on that? So Gary Payton the second. He was a he was a he was a big focal point in that deal. He won a championship with the with the Warriors last year. He got his money. He he uh, he, he got he got signed. The Warriors are trying to uh, trade him to bring him back. Um, he failed his physical. They Uh-oh. brought they brought him in for a physical. He's been playing with a core ab, you know, with, with a core injury with an ab, abductor one of the, to the point that he needs surgery and it, it's probably he'll be out three or four months with it. And now it's a whole thing, you know. Uh, Chauncey Billups, the head coach of the, of the Portland uh, Trailblazers, were asked about was asked about it, and um, they're like, "Why he's been he, apparently Peyton's been saying, oh, they've been pushing me to to play through this. They've been giving him Toradol shots to 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 deal with the pain so that he could go out there and play." Chauncey Billups has come out saying, "We've never forced anybody to play, but it's a huge mess. It's really opened the door to an ugly side of the of the Portland Trailblazers, if it's true." Now. Obviously, the NBA will have to investigate. You know, the, the the players' union will have to investigate. But again, I don't know if they made a final decision on on this trade. But it, it has thrown the trade into whack as to whether or not it can be uh, as to whether or not it can be consummated or not. Well, I'll be. I, I guess that's a little more drama, Obama, for the NBA. That's a. I, I don't know, Tim, if we got all of them or not. I have no idea. It's going to take me at least two months. Maybe I'll get him digested before the playoffs come around and know mm-hmm. who's on what team again. That, Right? Man, I'm telling you, 
maybe I was younger, maybe my brain was a little bit more youthful, but back in my day, a long time ago, in any of the sports, you didn't quite get nearly as many trades and team players moving of consequence like this. It just, it just never happened. And now it's, now it happens not only in all the professional sports, but it's also happening now in college athletics as well. And it's just hard for an old man to wrap his brain around. I gotcha. I, I, I mean, I really think over the last three or four years, it's really been, you know, the Lakers trying to add a whole bunch of pieces again, trying to, you know, different combinations to see what could work to get them to go. It's really, you know, when I was growing up, it was really just, it was focal. It was, it was one focal name and it was, it was one, it was one person who was always trying to get traded. And then that deal either happened or it didn't right the trade deadline. And that was it. That was the headline of it. Now I feel like so many big names are being moved throughout and it's really it's really interesting to see because teams have teams are starting to really leverage their future to say we we're in a win right now mode. I'm willing to will I'm willing to leverage the next three or four years to make this happen. And I and I agree with you. It's it, it's a lot. It's a lot of moving pieces. And I don't even know if that's a winning formula. To be honest with you, you know, like like it seems like the winning formula. And I'm trying I've been trying to do this all week long and going back in my head and you know I I go way back to when people were organically raised within an organization, right? And they mm-hmm. surrounded that superstar or two that have been there since they were rookies with complementary pieces along the way and maybe with a bigger name along the way. But it, it, it seems like nowadays it's tr- everybody's trying to capture and make these, I don't know, PlayStation moves and, and just make these roster moves to get all the biggest names there. And that's not quite how it always works out. I think to some of the greatest teams that we've seen today in this modern era of a Golden State Warriors. And those those teams are somewhat organically made. And yes, they won the championship with Kevin Durant there, but there were a lot of homegrown players there on the bench as well. And you think back even to last year, there's a lot of homegrown players there for this team. And even you think about Steve Kerr, first head coaching job, I believe, was with the Golden State Warriors. I know he was on mm-hmm. Pop's bench for a long time. So these organizations that I don't want to say are patient, but build from the ground up instead of bringing in all these people. LeBron has somewhat skewed our sense of whether or not a team can do that, because wherever LeBron goes, it seems like championships are soon to follow that. But you think back to even uh, when he was with when when he went to Miami, right? Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. was there. The big three got there, but Dwayne Wade was there. And Dwayne Wade knew all the ins and outs of the organization. He knew the head coaching. He knew all those things. They it were was buddies. Wade County. Yeah. And and so, you know, that that was even there. You think about when LeBron went to Cleveland. Well, LeBron was still a Cleveland guy. Kyrie was still organically raised there in Cleveland throughout the organization. So I think of that even. And you can go all the way back uh, just just forever. And I think that that is more of the philosophy for success instead of just trying to round up all these great NBA players. That's why I do like the Phoenix Suns this year. They have Devin Booker who who is there. So, you know, surrounding him with the talent, that may be the winning formula to success, Tim. I agree with you. And 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 I'm and I'm a firm believer I when I you know when I was in high school, I loved going to training camp. I lo- I loved it because it was you know, it, it, it was fun time. It was, you know, it wasn't all fun. You know, the, the, there was an element of work that obviously happened, but you built chemistry with your teammates. You, you know, yeah. you, you ate, you ate together, you played video games, you, you played cards together. And then, um, and then, you know, 
in in the field in, in the arena that you were playing in, you know, it took a full season of getting to know everybody. It took a full season of of, of learning strengths and the coaches, you know, learning what combinations work. You know, I'm I'm comparing football to, to basketball right now. It's a little bit of apples and oranges, but you know, it, I, I'm a firm believer. You know. If you want to add one guy who does, you know, one sharpshooter, you know, in the middle of the season, some guy who does one thing and one thing well, I'm for that because I don't think that'll mess up your team that much. When you move mountains to bring, you know, five, six new guys in, I really, I, I and you're and you're halfway in the season right now. I mean, we're, we're closer to the end of the season than the beginning of the season. I. I think that it's it's quite a gamble because you you're learning new guys, you're on a limited time frame and you know it might not work out. I mean you you're putting a great strain on your team, you're putting a great strain on your coaching staff, you're even putting a great strain on on the uh, on the training staff learning these guys how to best treat these guys. I I am a firm believer you need a full you need a training camp and you need a full season if you want to be competitive and you want and you want to win a championship. I, I think that goes in any sport. Again, you want to add one guy who does who does sure. a specific thing right. I, I I'm all for it. I think that'll help make your team better. But when you're moving mountains, I I think you I think you put your team in quite a disadvantage. You mentioned LeBron James having that scoring title and and, and capturing that this week. And I've gone back and I've watched the highlights of that. I didn't necessarily watch it whenever it happened, but I watched the highlights of it. And one thing that jumped out at me that seemed very, very strange about this, and we can get into a LeBron James minute or two here, as mm-hmm. I know you've got some interesting uh, thoughts about LeBron James. I, I noticed that none of his teammates went to celebrate with him. Like, I, I <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not going to say they weren't happy for him. You saw a couple mm-hmm. of people raise their arms, but it was almost like they were told to stay away from me when I scored that point. And when he hit that fadeaway, he went running to the other side of the court away from everybody just so he, it, it, it felt like he wanted the spotlight on him and on him exclusively. And even before the, before the game or whenever this was working up to the time, it was almost like in the locker room they were told stay away from LeBron if he gets those points, or maybe LeBron told him, "Hey, stay away from me as soon as I score. Don't come running up to me, giving me a hug, high fiving me, and all that. Just let me sit there in my glory for a minute or two." Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've ever since this has happened, I've really worked to to really separate my emotions on LeBron to like the event that happened. I mean. He's the he's the all time scoring leader in yes. the NBA. It's 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 truly an amazing accomplishment. Yes. Thirty eight thousand plus points, and you know what? He I think he I think better told than not he he ends his career with maybe forty five thousand points because I don't think he's I think he's got four or five more years left in him because he says he wants yes. to play with his sons. That that's besides the point. Um, I I didn't like the level to which the NBA took it. Like by all means. This deserves accomplishment. This deserves praise. But stopping the game with 10 seconds left in the third quarter, you know, pulling your wife and kids out to the court, all, all your all your best friends. You know, he he has uh, Mav Carter and and Rich Paul, and you know, yeah, you know, good good for them. You know, they come out. I, my favorite part of the moment was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar handing him the ball. I thought that was one thing that should have been done, but giving him the giving him the mic. And then at the end of it, like, you know, his teammates, his teammates came up to him, dapped him up. I saw the whole thing with Anthony Davis of, you know, he was sitting down. He didn't know. Um, I I don't really believe him. Um, 
you know, in terms of, oh, I didn't know he was scoring the champion. I didn't know he was scoring the, like, like <laughs> your whole team was saying it. I really, I don't believe you on that. Um, but I, I just, I, I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was very much blown up to more than what it should be. And, you know, I, 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 th- I think all told, I think, I think his teammates support him. I do, you know, cause he, he's one, he's, he's a great player. Yeah, he's sure, one of the, he's sure. one of the best players of all time. And, uh, but I, I I agree I, I I'm I'm a firm believer that it was it was kind of blown up more to what it should have been. It was it was yes it was a forced it was a forced uh, action there to be able to fall in love with that. But I mean you got to respect everything that he does. The guy's oh, uh, one of the greatest players of all time, in my opinion. He's knocked Magic Johnson off of that Mount Rushmore of basketball players, and not not today or not this week. He's done that a while ago. I always thought Magic Johnson. I'm not gonna say he's overrated a little bit, but the the mm. guy had no jump shot whatsoever. I mean, just he had no, no. jump shot. He he was a kind of a, a three tool player in, in my opinion. So LeBron definitely takes his spot, and we could argue about the others uh, spots on our basketball Mount Rushmore at another time, but. I, it was a forced love fest for LeBron James during that time. I understand. I get it. I, 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 I but, but like the, even I think back to the Kobe Bryant time, whenever he had his last game there and he had that magical run and just scoring mm-hmm. all the baskets. I mean that you can't, you can't create that. That was, that was organically made and it was so much fun to watch, you know? And, and, but right. and I, I go back to even when I was there with Pete Rose, Pete Rose had the hits record. And every mm. single they were they were busting into every it didn't matter what you were watching or whatever, and I happened to be watching Cubs game, but they would go and it was unheard of to go to Pete Rose's at bat and, and watch Pete Rose's at bat for that a couple of different times until he finally broke the record. You can't recreate that forcibly, no. but yes, when you watch LeBron James one, it looked like they were trying to force you to like it. Right. I think, you know, I, I, one thing that I, I, you know, I wasn't around for the Pete Rose, uh, for the Pete Rose, but, but the one thing, the first like major record that I personally remember was Barry Bonds chasing the whole Hank oh, Aaron yeah. home, yeah. home run thing, which we, the legitimacy of, we can get into it another time, but hot, like the, you know, I remember ESPN specifically coming out saying all giants brought all giants games are going to be broadcasted on ESPN two, every every bonds at bat, we're gonna cut to it until he breaks the record. Um the NBA, as far as the NBA is concerned, I mean LeBron right now is their best player. It's he is their you know, he, he's their best you know, he's their biggest I don't want to say page. He, he he's he's their he's their he's their biggest athlete and I and I get the idea of we need to we need to bloviate this and I and, and believe me, I'm trying to do my best to not be Skip Bayless right now and just you know be completely biased, which again another thing we could discuss at another time. I just I I I think it would have been better. You know, obviously, you know, call his kids out, bring his wife out, bring his mom out. You know, his, his wife, his wife and his mom have been you know I, you know they've been by his side since he was sixteen. Obviously, they've had they've added the kids since then. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar definitely come out, pass the torch. And, and Kareem, t- complete gentleman, saying, you know, he, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheer this. This is something that deserves to be commended. And you know, Kareem was a complete for, for class act. Absolutely, give it to him. Um, and then, and then I'm silver. Like I don't think you needed this whole production that was brought out. But and again, I, I get you and me were saying the same thing. I get the NBA's position of they're trying to make this as big as possible given the moment. 
It's made for TV drama, right there. Exactly. It's made exactly. for TV drama. But it reminded you of a WWE contest, didn't it, Tim? Come on now. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> nah, uh, Super- nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Super Bowl <laughs> is tomorrow, Tim. And uh, right know. now, the Chiefs Eagles are playing tomorrow night at 5.30. I think it's 5.30 is when it starts on Fox. Eagles are favored right now by one and a half points. That over-under is like sitting it. at 50 and a half right now. You don't like it. Is this, isn't it kind of crazy how many um, similarities there are between these two teams as far as, did you see that tweet where both teams, of course, are 14 to three heading into this game? Both of them have scored like the same amount of points or something. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of crazy, crazy statistics that are all adding up for, to this one being a 50 and a half sounds about right to me. I, I don't want to take the I don't want to take the over. I don't want to take the under. Nothing is jumping off the page at me as far as that total goes because it seems like it's going to be a like a 25 to 25 game and I know that's not going to end that way, but you know what I mean? I mean it's, it, it seems right. pretty fair. That's that's not that's not what the script says apparently. The, the script apparently the script <laughs> says it's going to be 37 34 game. Um no, I I um the line, the I'm you know I, I'm a little bit of a gambler as we've talked about. I've I know that the line opened at 52. Um, I know I guess now it's mm-hmm. moved to 50 and a half. I really th- I I'm not one to bet unders. I could really if I'm crazy enough I could bet the under because I I really think that this you said it perfectly. These teams are broken down perfectly. They 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 really match up well. I think it's gonna be a great game. I can really see it being a defensive shootout because they know how to play each other. You have uh, Andy Reid, who's an offensive guru. You have Nick Sirianni, who leads his troops. You have the Kelsey brothers, which are, you know they're they're hysterical on their New Heights podcast and and everything that they're doing together. Um, Jalen Hurts. Uh, people are saying that Jalen Hurts can be figured out. I, I really. I'm really surprised to see that. I know that the, you know, I know that there were some issues earlier in the season while they were on their while they were on their undefeated run. Um, people, a lot of people are coming out saying Jalen Hurts can be figured out, and that's something that I really, I, I want to see happen. I think that, you know, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, these guys up front, their secondary, that the, all eyes are going to be on that are going to be on that Chiefs defense tomorrow. I think. Yeah. Hank, all eyes are going to be on that new on that newly constructed. Uh, defense for the uh for the for the eagles i really think tomorrow can be a defensive game i think that the completion percentage for jalen hurts is like 60 percent whenever teams don't blitz him and like 20 something percent whenever teams do blitz him uh, i can't remember that statistic right off the top of my head but it's, it's something like that and you know I know what Nick Sirianni loves to do. <laughs> he he loves to blitz, right? especially if yes, you know that he loves stat. To in the house. Especially if they know that stat, it's going to end up happening like that. Both of these teams are very efficient too, as I've watched them throughout the year. I mean, there there have been big plays. Don't get me wrong, but they are teams that can fortify those drives down the field in, in, in 10, 15, 12 plays drives and milk mm. the clock over and over again, you know, two or three downs to get a first down. They're not afraid to go for it on first down. So when I look at that, I think about that clock ticking, ticking, ticking all game long. And so that under might really be in play. And I'm going to couple that with the pregame jitters, all the first quarter jitters that usually happen. And I know a lot of teams got scripted plays and everything coming out of the box. And Philadelphia is usually pretty successful in their first drives of the games and everything. Mm -hmm. But I could see the opening quarter, opening half, really being an under total. And Super Bowls usually don't get heated up until the second half anyway, Tim. 
I, I agree with you. This they, they you know they have the longer sec, they have the longer halftime with the halftime show. You know that they, they I, I've been told the teams actually practice how to handle that. I remember Martellus Bennett talking on uh, on I Am Athlete talking about how Bill Belichick made them practice the halftime so that they kind of know what to expect. So I'm sure other coaches do that as well. Um, I oh, what was I going to say? I'm having a Biden moment. Um, I. I I agree with you. I think the second half is where we're going to learn a lot. Um, in terms of the pregame jitters, I, I Brandon Graham is the only guy that's carried over from the original Philadelphia team that beat the Patriots in Minnesota uh, all those years ago. So I can agree with you. I think I'm sorry, uh, Graham and Jason Kelsey. Those are the two. Those are the two guys who carried over. Um, I'm very interested to see how this goes. I agree with you. A young team, the, the, uh, the Cincinnati Chiefs, the Cle- uh, I'm, I'm losing it today. Hey, hey, it's early. You haven't had that second cup of coffee probably as Tim. That's the, <laughs> I am on my second cup of coffee. And if you listen back to the show, you'll see at the beginning part of the show, I was a little sleepy, a little groggy. And as it's gone on, pow, I, I've been kicking it up a notch or two right now. <laughs> I, I agree with you. You've been bringing the energy and I love it. The Kansas city chiefs, they've, been here before they vet this is their third super bowl together you know the their leaders know how to act uh, it's a lot of uh, a lot of eyes are on the eagles for a lot of good reasons and uh it, it's gonna be very interesting to see how uh how jalen hurts leads this team so I mentioned this to you this week as we text message back and forth trying to figure out what we're going to put the show on, the, what mm. the show topics were going to be. And I mentioned it to you that people could go over to Prize Picks and put in the code FI Today, just FI Today, all capital letters, no, no underscore, no nothing like that, just FI Today. Or if you're an Irishman, you might want to say it's Fit O'Day, you know, Fit O'Day, <laughs> you know, but it's FI Today. And you can go over there and just you know, they'll match your deposit bonus. They'll give you a deposit bonus. If you put in 50 bucks, they'll put in 50 bucks. I think it's all the way up to $100, right? So that'll help out the show if you do that. Plus, they have got tons of great – it's actually DFS plays. They're not prop plays, uh, but it is a prop play it's, if you look at it. it's more. But it's kind of like they're they're saying that it's DFS. I don't know. I don't understand. They, they wiggled around some of the laws here in Alabama. They wiggled around some laws in all kinds of states. So if you're like, oh, I can't play that kind of prop thing, you might be able to over on Price. Make sure you download the app and then put in that code FI today and you will get a match bonus, whatever it is, a deposit bonus, whenever you do that. And let me let me just run a couple of these by you, Tim. OK, sure. and you said you like this stuff. I'm going to run a couple of by. We didn't practice this at all. As you can tell, we don't practice much. But no, Patrick Mahomes, half a passing yard. Do you think he'll go over or under half a passing yard? Over. Yeah, it's pretty easy, right? Half a yeah, passing yard. You got that one I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here thinking about it like, wait, is this trickery? Like, hammer, <laughs> hammer that. No, hammer that's that. What, hey, that's what Prize Picks does sometimes. They even got like Taco Tuesdays where they'll lower a, 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 a prop bet on maybe an NBA total or something like that. Different ones across the board. So if you like PGA, if you like all those things, if you like uh, UFC, if you like all that stuff, they'll, they'll put a Taco Tuesday there and kind of lower that total. So instead of Jokic having like, you know, 10 assists as his yearly average, they might drop it down to six that game to allow you to play a little bit. And they also do, man, yesterday I I, depo- I, I made a $20 wager with them 
and they're going to refund it if I didn't get it right. And I totally, I, I totally whiffed on uh, Mobley, Mobley for Cleveland. I totally whiffed on that. I thought he was going to go under his total because it, the other team just doesn't give up a lot of points, uh, fantasy points right. to power forwards. And then, then Mobley ended up with like 60 something fantasy points. I went, I blew that one completely. <laughs> All right. So we got Patrick Mahomes. So they give you that one half, a, half a passing yard. So we're going over that one. Jalen Hurts is sitting at two thirty eight and a half for his passing total. Is passing totals, and let's see, against San Francisco, 121 against the Giants, 154. Didn't really have to do a lot right then uh, against the Giants in the regular season. That last game, he had 229. The only the last time he did it was against my Chicago Bears when he threw for 315 yards. And by the way, that was the last time he was fully healthy. Yeah, that shoulder injury has really been something that's been nagging him. I wouldn't be surprised if you know, or, or, you know, late next week, early the ne- early the following week, that uh, they come out and they say that he's having some type of cleanup in that shoulder. Her really sounds like he's been balking at him all all, all year. Um, I, like the, I like the under on that one. I, I would have I would hammer the under on that. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's a very dynamic quarterback. He could get, he was able to get it done with his arm, but he's also able to run it, and that's one thing that really you know it, it makes it very complicated to defend him. But it also gives way to the notion that pe- a lot of a lot of people coming out saying that Jalen Hurts can be can can be God. He can be contained. Um, I, I I would hammer the under two thirty eight. Um, I, I against this Chiefs defense, I really I don't see him. I, I don't I don't see him throwing for a massive amount. Running is a different story, but throwing I don't see him throwing over for, yeah, over twenty are, yards. The Chiefs are susceptible though to the passing game, but I just don't like that shoulder. I don't like the shoulder at all. And I know he's got two weeks to heal, but I think after five throws, it's, it's he's going to be going. Man, I just can't throw the ball like I used to. You know, right? Exactly. In that, in that area. Uh, speaking of running, Jalen Hurts forty six and a half rushing yards. I'll remind you that the Chiefs are are very susceptible to the run-pass option, which the Philadelphia Eagles do a lot, and it's the quarterback that usually takes advantage of that against the Chiefs this year. 46-and-a-half, he hasn't had to do that the last three games. They've all been blowouts, so that's kind of lowered that total a little bit uh, from where it normally would be because he had 61, he had 77 against Chicago, against the Giants before his injury. And then he ended up with 13 against the Giants, 34 against the Giants in the playoffs, and then 39 against San Francisco. But they haven't had to do anything the second half of the game. I think he really rushed really well against San Francisco that first half of that ball game. Well, one thing that I think the, that I, that we kind of glazed over, to, to quote Coach Sirianni, the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line has some dogs. They got big dog Jason Kelsey <laughs> yeah. anchoring that's anchoring that line uh, anchoring that line at center. You got Lane Johnson out there on one of the tackles. You, you have some dogs in that line that really they, they they do some work in the trenches and they give him time and they also give him the avenue to to run out and to you know make, make plays when he realizes that there's nothing his arm can do. Um, I forty six and a half seems a little high, but I think this is Super Bowl. I think that I think that he no, I think he does more things than he would normally do in those previous games. I think that he really he sells out for it. I, I think forty six and a half. I think that's a I think that's a good over to take. Speaking of selling out, Patrick Mahomes eighteen and a half rushing yards. Tim, uh, he's only gone over that once the last one to five games, and that was against the Vegas Raiders. Every other game. Eight rushing yards, so I think they have to take off some of the sack totals as well on that. You know, whenever he gets sacked, so because uh, we know he ran further than that on Cincinnati on that last play. 
Right. And, you know, I kind of I kind of get this line, you know, his ankle, who knows what it actually looks like. You know, it's been three weeks since it healed, uh, since it happened. Um, and, and they were originally projecting like in a regular in a regular season, you know, scenario, he would probably be out around three weeks. So I think he's right at a weird time of of having that thing healthy as well as like, you know, it's not as healthy as it could be. Um, I 18 and a half. I'm. That's a tough one. I, I may leave that one alone. That's because because you know he's going to try to do everything he can as well with that. Absolutely. But Philadelphia runs that zone defense too, so there's not going to be those tremendous holes. And we had Sierra Najad on the Baby Bowl podcast last night. Sierra, great great host, great host of the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast over on CBS. And and he he pointed out about the zone defense and just that the Philadelphia Eagles aren't going to have their backs turned to the quarterback. So if Patrick Mahomes does start to go, they're going to be able to take off with him and be able to find him really quick. So I, I like that. I, I, I'm worried about that one. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And, I, you know, this is why his relationship with Travis Kelsey is so good, because, oh, yeah. you know, he let he let that, that's why they let that's why they let Tyreek Hill go. You know, they realized that they could get guys who were fast, who were just running down the field. And then Travis Kelsey, he's there 10, 12 yards in, in range. Mahomes realizes he has nothing. He can run it or he can dump it off to Kelsey and Kelsey can do what he does. I I'm kind of agreeing with you. I don't know that I'm going to take that. Um, I, I personally I hate betting the under. So if I was going to bet it, I'd probably bet the over. But I could really see that going either way at this point. Now, Rob Norton, the daddy of the Babe Bowl at Norton0723, uh, one of the co-hosts here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, he always likes to take the unders. And I, and I understand he always says that the the over uh, the unders aren't as sexy as the overs, but the mm-hmm. unders give you more outs to a wager. Like if you find the under, it could be injury, it could be weather, it could be, you know, there's so many more outs than just the over. Right. When, when you do the over, you just, you, you did the over. And that's it. So I and, and he was right. He is right. Miles Sanders. We'll have to go through these a little bit quickly. But uh, this one really depends on gameplay, because right. Miles Sanders isn't there. If the if the Philadelphia Eagles are trailing, he's not there. If they're trying right. to control the ball, he's he's in play. Sixty and a half rushing yards for Miles Sanders. He's done that three out of the last five games. But once again, they've been killing the clock three out of those last five games. So I have a. Very good friend. His name is Devin. I know I know him from my local firehouse. He had a twenty-five dollar bet to win a hundred a hundred and like ten thousand dollars. And it was all contingent on Miles Sanders running for a for a hundred plus yards. It was something he had never done, but it all came down to a Monday night. It, there was no cash out option. There was no anything. It was it was truly heartbreaking. Miles Sanders rushed for 15 yards that game, and we Ugh. were pulling our hair out and i i felt horrible for him um i i ever since then i've watched miles sanders i've never bet him myself i think i'm going to stay away from him also because again they're not a run first offense that that kansas city front front line those boys in the trenches they know how to stop a run I, I don't see Sanders getting it done on the ground. I see, you know, I'll see like a screen pass or a dump off to get him in space and see what can happen. I don't think he, I don't think he's rushing. I, 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 I don't, I don't think he's going to hit that rushing yard. Uh, another unique one, Isaiah Pacheco, and this one, you know, him and Jarek yes. McKinnon, you know, right there. Isaiah Pacheco, forty-eight and a half rushing yards. Uh, I'll remind you, last game against Cincinnati, 
rushed for 26 yards. We all love yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. It, it was a really hard uh, 26 yards. He reminds me of a cartoon character running, though, because he will run, 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 run. And then the next thing you know, it's just two yards downfield. It's like, where did all the leg power go? Where, 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 where were you running to? All you did was dig like one little hole right there where you were standing or something. <laughs> It's it was really like it was like a rug, it was like a rugby scrum. Yeah. 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 So uh, 48 and a half, though. 48 and a half. Um, I Kansas City's running game. I don't want to say it's scary. It, it doesn't scare me, but like they, they have such a good platoon between Pachenko and um and, and, and uh, McKinnon. Um, I, I really I don't think either of their overs hit, but I think they have a productive I think they ha- I think they have a productive uh, run game. OK. With, All right. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell's at 19 and a half. Jarek McKinnon's at 19 and a half. I, neither one of them jump out at me very well. I'd probably want to mm-hmm. take the unders on either one of those. Probably, probably. Uh, and then Boston Scott is just sitting there at seven and a half. It, it he's hit Boston that Scott's three. Scary. He's hit that three out of the last five games. He seems to be since the injury. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. It seems like maybe Boston Scott is inside the five. Uh, threat for a touchdown mm-hmm. right there. And then Miles Sanders is maybe like inside the 15 yard line for a touchdown threat. They switch it up, but uh, I mean, Boston's got a seven and a half rushing yards. That, that seems nice. Yeah. I, 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 I would, I would think I would throw money on that over Boston Scott. He's a Swiss army knife. He comes in at the right time and he makes plays. He's a, one of these short little running backs who, who's just built with, as a pure muscle he really, I haven't remembered like a time where he wasn't productive for the Eagles. I could see it. I, I would hammer the over on that just because I think at a certain point he's going to come in. It's going to it's going to be uh, like a third a third quarter fourth quarter thing. He's going to come in. He's going to make he's going to make one play and it's going to and that and that's going to be the over. I, I I would take that. Receiving yards, Miles Sanders, four and a half. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it all takes. That's again. That's one play. That's you know, over, how, yeah, yeah. Pacheco, one play. Pacheco, sixteen and a half. Uh, yeah, seems low. I again, I think I. I don't know how. I don't know how well they use him out of the backfield. And again, with that zone defense that we were talking about earlier, I don't. I, I don't. I don't love it. I. I would take it just to see what happens. Um, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a parlay with it where I'm. You know where I'm. Where it's contingent on that, yeah. AJ Brown, sixty nine and a half receiving yards. Yes, I, 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 I already, I've already put in a bet. I sneakily think AJ Brown and Travis Kelsey can both go off for two touchdowns apiece. Um, I, I, I would take AJ Brown. I think AJ Brown, they're, they're going to get him going. Well, I think they're going to have to do more through the air this game. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of how I see this one working out. But at the same time, if they're going to control the ball, which they very well might, they may have to do it on the ground instead of through the air. But that's where A.J. Brown specializes as well around the line of scrimmage a little bit more so than Devontae Smith, who seems to be that downfield threat. And right now, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown haven't been able to connect on anything downfield. It seems to be Jalen Hurts connecting with Devontae Smith down the field a little bit more. And Devontae Smith is sitting at 60 and a half receiving yards. Again, another um, another over. I, I you know. Uh, Devontae Smith, it, it was weird, you know, not weird. The the Howie Roseman, all the credit to him. He goes out, he gets AJ Brown. Why the why the Titans were looking to trade him, I'll never know why. But um, he they go out, they get AJ Brown, they get they get the haul, and they all kind of forgot about Devontae Devontae Smith. 
this season, you know, at, at certain points he has bailed Jalen Hurts out. You know, they were college teammates together at, in Alabama. Oh, I, um, I am well yeah. aware of that. I, I know well. you are. I know. I know. I'm sure you remember those good times. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think Devontae kind of got lost this year with everything going on with, uh, you know, with, with, with AJ Brown. Devontae Adams is a great football player. He he figures it out. He's there. He he continues to put in the work day and day. Um, I think I, I agree with you. I think this game is going to be one in the air, and I think that both these guys are going to get their fair share of uh of hits. Travis Kelsey, seventy-seven and a half receiving yards. Again, I, I know I'm I know I'm sounding like the overs club, but I I'm going to take the over. He is Patrick Mahomes' security blanket. He he's going to be there. He's going to get a touchdown. He's going <laughs> to. He, he, he's he's going to get his. He's 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 a number one. You know, he, he's a tight end, but he's a number one receiver in uh, in that option. Tim, Tim, you realize you're taking the over on everything, but yet you took the under on the points. So I I don't know how that's going to. I you know what man uh, you know I I have a very mysterious process. I will uh, I won't lie to you. I'm I'm kind of, and I, I I didn't take the under on the points. I'm oh, really saying you know I could, I could see it hitting. I could okay, see right, it. You know, uh, I know. I'm, with us. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. I like the, I like the candor. I like the banter between That's each other. Um, who else here? I always hear his name being thrown around. Juju Smith Schuster has 35 and a half receiving yards. No, thank you. He's been so, under that for five straight games. The guy just hasn't come back. Since the concussion, I thought he was figuring things out before the concussion. I even made a big deal for him in a fantasy league of mine in my home league, and people mm-hmm. thought I was crazy. And then, you know, it's Juju coming back and bouncing back a couple of games. And then all of a sudden, after the concussion, really nothing on the field. So I the the both teams released their injury report yesterday or the day before. I don't believe and, those at all. I don't believe uh, any. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Juju, they they pulled him. They they had no one except Travis Kelsey to throw the ball to in the AFC Championship game because both uh, who uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, Scantling um, Juju Smith Schuster, Cardarius Tony, former Giant, great player. Which again, I don't know why they let him go. All three of them came out with. Like kind of significant injuries. Uh, Tony, he you know he rolled his ankle. Hull, he and, and you know he's a guy who's very versatile. He needs his ankles to be able to do what he does best. Juju Smith Schuster, same thing. Uh, I believe some type of knee injury. Marcus Valdez Scantling, I think he was he had like a weird injury, like a pelvis or something. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he's already been ruled out for the game. Um, I think I, it's McCall Hardman. I think it's Hardman. You're McCall thinking Hardman. M- MVS MVS had that 120 yard performance i believe last time and he actually have him in a couple of boom lineups for my dfs DraftKings showdown slate there that we have this week so i got marquez valdez scantling as maybe being a sneaky little captain spot guy because he may be the only receiver out there right i think i, I agree with you. I, I i i'm sorry that i screwed up uh mccall hartman who again i think is another another dog for the kansas city chiefs um i i i think that i i think that um Juju, I don't think he hits. I think Tony, I don't think he hits. I think they're guys who they're going to go out there. They're, they're going to give everything. They're going to do everything short of, of of cutting their legs off to you know to be out there. But I don't think they're going to be serious threats. I think the Eagles know that. I think they're going to jam them early, and I think it's going to be a, a Travis Kelsey and uh, and MBS type of game. Okay, Kenneth Gainwell, another name, twelve and a half receiving yards. That that's been popularly talked about. What do you think about that one? I really. I want to say no, but at the same time, it, it it's that offense, man. It's that yeah. offense where it, you know they take whoever you know, they, they they plug they just plug and play and okay. 
I, I can see it being I can see it being one play. I can see it being a red zone play where they use Travis Kelsey as a decoy. I re, I really I want to see. I, I I think I sneakily think that could hit. I uh, am scared about these Kenneth Gainwell things and the Boston Scott things that are going on out here. Right. That I see on Prize Picks because these guys are smart people. You know, they they're yes. not going to just put the lines out there. Everybody's going to be able to hit and, and go over. And then Kenneth Gainwell has like one and a half receptions on this as well. That's that's one of the picks on here or one of the options on here. And I'm going, why'd they put one and a half? Because it he and and yes, he's only gotten. It feels like he's he's had a lot more receptions than that. But his last five games, two, one, one, two, and four receptions. That's it. Right, so, and, I mean, and that's what they're that, banking on. Yeah, and that's and that's okay, but I'm, I'm I'm in my head I see Kenneth Gainwell running all over the field on on receptions, but that's just not true. Right, I think, but again, it's these it's these guys. It's the ball, like you said, it's the Boston Scots, the Kenneth Gainwells. It's the guys who are in there and they have and they have one meaningful play, and it's like it's a third, it's a third and twelve, and they need him, or it's a it's a third and goal, and they need him, yeah. and they use and they use their they use their big names. They, they would use a Travis Kills. They'll use an AJ Brown. They'll use a Devontae Smith. They'll use an MVS. They'll use them as decoys, and they'll dump them off to these young guys, to these to these you know yeah. no name guys. It'll be a one play. It'll be a one play that they need, and and it'll be like oh my god only they could have created that i'll give you a couple of my favorite plays and this is on the fantasy score part of the prize picks things you can you can play these as well along with that patrick mahomes half a half a passing yard you can play that one if you want to and and these guys too this is this was some of my favorite ones here tim and i'll let you throw out some favorite some of your favorite wagers or props or whatever you want to after this one's done uh kenneth gainwell five and a half fantasy points that's it I, I think he can go over that. I think he's gone over that uh, three of the last five games. So I, I think that that's really in play. Boston Scott, two for the fantasy score. Just two. He, he's hit that like in his sleep. He could hit that. Rolling out of bed, he could hit that. I think he gets one point for putting a foot on the floor after he puts his foot on the slipper. And then he gets half a point for that in the morning time when he wakes up on Super Bowl Sunday. So two for a fantasy score of Boston Scott. And let's see, there was one more that I really like here. Jack Stoll. That's an old tight end for Philadelphia. Five out of the last five uh, games. Four out of the last four, excuse me. One and a half, 1.6, 4, and 7.1 for a fantasy score. His fantasy score right now, Price Picks has it at half. Just half. Uh, he'll triple that. He'll get up to one and a half. Tim, I, I am pretty secure that he will get up to one and a half. So that's going to be like my my wagers there. I, I love those things, and th- those are those are some of the ones I feel most confident about. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I I have a few myself. I mean, I I I, I gamble on an app. Nothing that we've used, so no free shoutouts. I won't I won't say which one I use. But I'm a, I'm a big believer in the, in the super boost that they offer. Here, my one of my. One of the bet that's one bet that's made me a lot of money is just Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown and Travis Kelsey two two uh, two plus touchdowns. He is a he is a force. He is Patrick Mahomes' best friend. He's Patrick Mahomes' security blanket. I remember I I forget what game it was. It was one of the games in the playoffs. I bet him to take uh, to win to have three plus touchdowns and it hit and. I, you know, I, I think that the Eagles, they'll know. I think the Eagles, you know, the Eagles will plan for it. I, I can't live. I don't live in a world where I don't see him not getting at least one touchdown. I think that's that that's a lock. At least one, at least one touchdown. Can I tell um, you a premonition I had this week? And I, don't know what, I, I don't know how it was. I don't know what it was or anything like that. I wasn't like doing yoga on top of a mountain or anything. But <laughs> one of my premonitions was Travis Kelsey having three touchdowns. And the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid, you know, they're a little wacky. They're a little crazy. And one of the things that I think that 
they like to do. I mean, Patrick Mahomes already has a Super Bowl MVP, right? Patrick right. Mahomes already has a MVP for this season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, two-time MVP now. Travis Kelsey is their dog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I said that in my best Travis Kelsey voice, by the way. Hey, dog, you know dog? <laughs> How he does. He is my dog. Three touchdowns, one passing, one receiving, and one rushing touchdown. I don't think that's out of the equation. I, I could see maybe two passing, two receiving, uh, one one passing. You know, I, I could see three touchdowns in this game from him, and it wouldn't surprise me if he got three in three different ways uh, because it, just how they get around the goal line. And like I said, a lot of these teams, march, both of these teams, march the ball down the field and get those red zone looks and get those red zone attempts, and bam, that's right there where Travis Kelsey is. I don't know if a lateral is a pass attempt. I don't, I don't know if that's a fumble for a touchdown. I don't know how that works, but I, that's that was my premonition. I'll put it out there too. I, I looked at any time touchdown. Price Picks actually has Travis Kelsey, and this is this was interesting. I looked at it last night. I thought it was Dallas Goddard, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Kelsey brothers. They have the Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. Yeah, I saw that. Touchdown. That's, I went, huh? Wouldn't that be something if Philadelphia tries to get Jason Kelsey a touchdown? And, I, there's there's rumors that you know this is his last ride. You know that they they pay they paid him a little bit more than they should this year. I, I I've really given this some, I've really given that some thought just from the fact that this could be his last ride. Um, he has allegedly in uh, in in training camp. He did like I don't know. It was some weird team tradition where he told you know the the moral of the story was that he officially said that he was pa- he was passing the buck of leading this team to Jalen Hurts. It was really it was a surreal moment apparently. Um, I I kind I could kind of get the idea of just throwing ten, of just throwing twenty bucks on it and just seeing what happens. Um, to back to your back to your Travis Kelsey idea. I, I there. One of their favorite plays that I love seeing them run. It could be it, it could be a fourth and whatever. It could be a goal line. You know they'll they'll line they'll line Patrick Mahomes up in the shotgun with someone in the backfield. They'll send their they'll send their tight end in motion, and then the tight end will just stop under center, take the center, uh, take the snap, and dive in to mm-hmm. either the goal line or the first line. I agree with you. I can see that. I can see Travis Kelsey being that guy. Um, you know they they love being weird. And mm-hmm. I think I'm sure you saw the game in uh, in Vegas where they had like the ring around the rosy huddle. They come out and they just start they just flick yeah. stuff around. They lateral back and they gun it to Cadarius Tony. It it really I, I agree with you. I think that there's I think on some level it could on some level that could hit. Okay. All right. Uh, what else do you have, uh, Tim? What other favorite ones do you have? I'm actually pulling up to see what I have. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. At, I'm looking in my. Uh, I'm looking in my account to see what what games that what things I've already had. Um, I so you know Travis Kelsey. I think guaranteed to score a touchdown. Um, I think same thing. Hey, uh, same thing with AJ Brown. I think he could be an anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. We talked about his over over rushing already. Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw. Is gonna throw the ball. He's gonna do. He's gonna do great with it. Uh, well, Thirty-eight Jaylen and a half. Hurts, Thirty-eight and a half pass attempts here on uh, on fantasy uh, fantasy impact prize picks uh, for Patrick Mahomes, and I think he'll go over forty in this game. That's just how I think that's gonna play out. That's why I wonder about Pacheco's all of his totals. You know what I mean? Like other than his right. receiving total, I, I kind of worry about his rushing total now. Yeah, um, I think both. I think both first drives and with and with scoring, I think that's something. And it's, whether it's a whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, I think I think scoring definitely will happen. Uh, I'm gonna hammer tails. I believe uh, tails never fails. That's my, that's one of my favorite prop bets. <laughs> um, 
you know, um, I saw a line for what Rihanna opens her opens her halftime show with. I, I you know, I, that's something that uh, I'm not necessarily prepared to to wager on just because I don't really know Rihanna that well. Um, I think that I, you know te- the Eagles are technically the home team, so that means that uh, that means that Kansas City is going to uh, select the toss. Uh, I think the Kansas City wins it. Hit. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, defer. They always, usually, usually those teams defer on something like that. I think that hits more times than not. Something else. I'll I know, say but about they, but they win. They win the toss, though. That's it. That's oh. it. Not necessarily who gets the kickoff first. It's who. It, it who. It's who gets the choice to defer the uh, the first okay, half. Okay. Okay. Uh, another one, like on those fifty fifty things, like you're talking about a little bit with what song does Rihanna open up with? If that's out there. Watch the lines on those things. Watch the, not the 50-50s, like the coin toss, like you're talking about, heads or tails, tails, never right. tails. You can't predict that one. But I think, like, what song Rihanna opens up with, somebody knows. And the cat's going right. to be out of the bag. And then all of a sudden, you'll see the money pouring in on one side or another on that. Maybe you'll see the money pouring in on one side or another on how long the uh, national anthem is as well. You'll see also money pouring in on what color the Gatorade is. Blue Gatorade. You took it, you took it out of my mouth. Blue Gatorade. Hammer that. Blue Gatorade. <laughs> it's the 50-50 on those things. And if you see all the money going in on one side, especially if it opened up even and people are just kind of like, okay, I'll take a shot here. But if you just see it pouring in on one side, that's the side you want to be on. Right. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I know that, that I, I saw the stat for how much money they're, they're expecting to – to generate tomorrow, apparently sixteen billion dollars in, in bets. It's I'm I'm going to contribute my fair share to it, but but good lord, I mean that sixteen billion dollars. That's a, that's a small GDP uh, of a uh, of a of a small country somewhere yeah, here in yeah. this world. It's truly unreal. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, and. Speaking of all that money, Tim, I guess that's why maybe we need to make sure we know what those game scripts are. Tim, you did a good job this week as well, talking NBA, breaking down the NFL. Tim Fitzgerald at Run From Dolan over on Twitter. Good job, my friend. I look forward to talking to you next Saturday as well. Thank you, Wes. I hope. Uh, real quick, Wes, what what are your oh. what are your plans for tomorrow? Real quick. Oh, oh, my plans. Uh, my plans for tomorrow. We go to church in the morning time is what we'll do, mm-hmm. and we'll come home and and then I'll start cooking a little bit there. Uh, have some pregame festivities on as well. But uh, we'll, uh, I got wings, I got pizza, I got burgers, and I got fajitas all planned out and ready to go. My daughter will be at some church event watching the Super Bowl. She's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. So there's going to be a lot of Jalen Hurts fans there within it. So she is going into enemy territory, and I'm I'm a little worried for her as well because the, the last time, and this I'm whispering because she's somewhere in the house, and I don't want to bring <laughs> up. But the last time that Kansas City lost, I'm telling you, it, it, tears were coming down my daughter's face. She was very sad. Yes, so I do not want that to happen this time. So I will be a big Kansas City Chief fan, even though Jalen Hurd still has my heart. Devontae has my heart. Uh, but I, 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 my, my daughter has my heart even more than that. So I don't want Absolutely. her to have a bad ending there with with that. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really torn. And I get nervous for her just thinking about the Chiefs losing and her being in a crowd of people. I got you. I got you. You're you're a good dad, Wes. Well, I, I I try to be, but that's that's my festive. What about you? What about you? 
I have a very good, I have a very good group of friends down by the water. They are uh, graciously opening their house to us not only tonight but tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna order some food. I, I I'm a big smoker. I have my own Traeger. That was my first uh, was my first moving present when I moved into the house that I'm currently in. Um, I've offered to do my famous brisket. I offered to do oh. ribs. Uh, we've just decided that we're gonna we're gonna get some heroes. We're gonna order some pizzas. We're gonna definitely get a bunch of wings. We're gonna maybe get a few other things that might be in the works that I'm not prepared to comment yet. Yeah, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna we're gonna uh, play some cards. We're gonna watch the game. It's gonna it's gonna be a great time. Uh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. It's a Super Bowl Sunday, man. It's a, it's a, it's a Sunday like no other else, maybe except Easter. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's a good one too. Uh, but uh, yeah, good good plans. Uh, boy, I, I wish I could get some of that brisket. I, I'm a big brisket fan, but it sounds fun. It sounds exciting. I hope everybody has a great Super Bowl Sunday, and we will talk to you again next Saturday on whatever this name of the show is. Uh, until then, the No Name Podcast. The No Name Podcast. Until then, everybody find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.